You are now listening to Saturday at the Movies. Do, 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 Stargazing Edition. There's a name for a series of podcasts that doesn't grow old, but only grows greater with every repetition. Stargazing Edition. Kind of like a, kind of like a Force Ghost podcast, Nathan. <laughs> like a Force Ghost podcast? It just grows then? stronger and greater the more you try to cut it down or That's, whatever. Yeah, if, if, um, Jake knows the line. Jake, if you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That's right, Jake. I think that's right. Is that really Jake Nathan. or is that Force Ghost Jake? I yes, can't this is, it. it is me, Force Ghost. <laughs> Jake, wow. lift, lift the, the, the Croy using your <laughs> Buddhist mind powers, my son. It's pretty cool that he came to record this with us today. He must have something really wise to say about yes, yes. our stargazing edition. I do boxer briefs. They are better. Force ghost, Jake. It's force projection, Jake. I'm sitting in my bed at home. Wow. Wow. Man. And you're here with us today. It's Jake Menzel. Hey, what's up? And the pastor who's a master of talking about Star Wars, as you'll find out in many a few months from now, actually. (laughs) What's gonna happen is Jake's gonna make some predictions today and they're gonna come through. Now we may adjust these predictions as new trailers come out. As we get closer, we'll get Maybe more details and make some adjustments, but I think we, uh, I think, think, I think I got it nailed. Yeah, I think you basically got it. Ben, huh. Jim and Solser. Yes. You're the other person on this podcast. I'm here. Here you are. Yep. Did you lift the LaCroix bottle using your mind powers? I did. I, but I also used my mind powers to move my hand and then I used my hand to grab the, anyway. It, there it's were, there a were can as well. Secondary. It looks like a can that you're drinking. Measures. In. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a can. What did I say? You bottle. said bottle. Got me. <laughs> gotcha. Curses. <laughs> I thought I'd get away with it. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you crazy kids. All right, guys. Pesky, I think is the Pesky word kids. Yeah, you, got you twice. You, you darn teenagers and your stupid dog solving <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> That's what we do. In every location where someone set up a false supernatural thing to scare people so they can make money, <laughs> which happens an awful lot in our universe. <laughs> oh man you guys scooby-doo fans yeah i like i like scooby-doo okay. I, I wasn't allowed to watch it because because it was those, too scary and demonic all yep, yeah. yep all that stuff smurfs either but i don't you know i don't feel much regret i guess we weren't allowed to watch smurfs and i always thought that that was a weird like my parents were crazy christians kind of thing but i've talked to a no, a lot of people christian people who grew up not being allowed to watch smurfs i hear that all the time yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's it's like it's a it's a trope of you know. There's probably people all over the country it listening to our podcast thing. right now who are like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Smurfs. Yeah, which is weird because as far as I'm concerned, that one's. I mean, I can understand certain things, and you know, I don't know what I'd do if I was a parent. But Smurfs to me seems pretty innocuous. I guess it's got Gargamel the wizard. Is that was that the problem, <sighs> guys? As this is recorded, the D twenty three. 23 is a conference hall where Disney been plying their trade and advertising all their stuff. Big Disney conference over the last couple of weeks. D23 or week or whatever it's been. D23, they showed this new Star Wars footage. The first that we've got since the initial teaser trailer dropped. And we yeah. are going to react, give our internet reaction to this trailer, which is something that no one else on the internet has probably thought to do. And nope. we are going to make predictions about the movie, and we are going to talk about Star Wars and say wise things and smart things and insightful things, which is why this is a podcast that you should be listening to starting now. So this trailer, it's one of those trailers that shows all the footage from the old Star Wars. Yeah, Marvel did it the exact same thing uh, leading up to Endgame. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's, hey, you remember that? Hey, remember that? You remember that? And then they pick like if we the... cast some, you know, some nostalgia-y music yeah. over it with some, you know, voiceovers and remember when Luke stood in front of the two sons? You guys like that, right? Remember when Princess Leia had a gun and a white gown and, and buns in her hair? And buns in her hair. You guys like that, right? Right? <laughs> this is what the trailer says to you. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when there were spaceships flying away from the Death Star? And then it blew up. And then it blew up? Did you like that? Remember when Lando laughed a big cheesy laugh? <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> great. Oh, I mean, the answer to the, all these rhetorical questions is yes, obviously. Remember when 
Anakin got married to Padme. <laughs> you guys like that, right? No. <laughs> you know, they actually did a really great job. I thought I, I admired the trailer editor for finding the shots from the prequels that actually would make it feel like a big, cool mythological. They've they even found better special effects shots from the prequels. I even wondered whether they maybe did a little work to make those shots look better than they actually do. Because Attack of the Clones specifically looks pretty bad. The CGI is mm. pretty, doesn't really hold up very well in that movie yeah which i think is something that we'll talk about when we get to attack of the clones and the point that we will probably make is that george lucas was pushing the technological envelope and you have to admire that even if it means a lot of times his movies actually don't hold up the same same thing as avatar you watch avatar now it really the special effects don't work as well as something like lord of the rings which is pretty well integrated and more or less still holds up although Mm. even there i'd say the technology for the creatures like Gollum have come a long ways, actually, since the original, hmm. call it Two Towers. Well, John Favreau's Lion King's going to push it all forward across the board. Right, and that movie sucks with a capital S. It's But awful. he did a lot of what uh, Lucas did, which is take the capital of beloved film franchise and pour it into doing innovative tech things. Right. Mm-hmm. That actually kind of makes me admire James Cameron. Because he always comes up with a boringly predictable, likable story to anchor his technological innovations to, which is something that Lucas had a little trouble with in the prequels and something that I'm afraid Mr. Favreau has had trouble with, both with mm-hmm. The Jungle Book and Lion King. Yeah, well, he in just, in my opinion, he just, I, I like him as, a, you know, when I see him in interviews and stuff, and I like the fact that he's pushing the envelope, and I do think other filmmakers I have a will ton use of the technology. respect for John Favreau. I really do like him a lot. But, but he's a smart guy. And he broke open Iron Man, and like, if you like anything about Marvel, it's thank you, Mr. Favreau. And he's probably going to break open the Star Wars universe for us with the Mandalorian, him and his buddy Dave Filoni, who's y- my Star Wars hero. Yep. That trailer looks cool, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one either. Well, Ben, we're going to do a cut, a smash cut to your reaction of The Mandalorian right now. Fantastic. I'm just way behind in trailer watching. It's like you've been setting up house with your bride or something like that. It is like that. Looks like a lot more fun than the new Star Wars movie. (laughs) It's going to be the coolest Star Wars thing in live action of all time. That's my opinion. Hmm. I hope so. That's my prediction. Yeah. I have my doubts. I, I, I guess I've just been hurt so many times. I don't want to give yeah. my heart to something, but I hope it's great. Yeah, it'll probably be, nice. be great. They certainly cut a great sizzle reel out of it. And they got Werner Herzog, the great German director, to say bounty hunting is a complicated profession. profession. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> talk, talk about an overqualified guy. <laughs> Werner Herzog is a smart guy. He wouldn't have attached himself to it if it was going to be awesome. Werner Herzog is a guy that has passion projects that don't make any money and needs a paycheck now and then <laughs> in order to make his weird German documentaries. Werner Herzog is pretty weird. He's he a is weird, weird. Guy. He is brilliant, though, I would say. Yeah. Uh, if anybody ever has seen Aguar, The Wrath of God. I've seen it. That's it's, a great movie. It's, it's great. It's. A, I mean, I don't know if I'd even recommend it, but it's great. Yeah, it's it is a, great. It's a slog. Anyway, we're not here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode is Werner Herzog's Aguirre, the Wrath of God. <laughs> maybe never. One day, maybe, maybe behind the paywall, one day me and Ben will do some super artsy stuff. That would be fun, That'd man. be fun. Oh. I'd like to do that. I'd like we to should do, do The Matrix for, uh, I mean, talking about super artsy films, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reloaded? <laughs> Reloaded. The Matrix 4 is going to come out. The Matrix 4 is going to come with out. With the original cast. With the original cast. Older. Cool. That's what people like to see is things that they liked now older. <laughs> 20 years older. It's not like Hollywood thrives on the dream of youth and just, ah, whatever, whatever, whatever. I do think that that's an inherent problem in a lot of things like the new Indiana Jones movies and the new lots of things. It's that this char- part of this character's traits were that he was young and now the guy's old and, you know, and I'm not trying to be an ageist. I, I think as Christians, you know, I should respect the elderly and all that sort of thing. But Indiana Jones, the whole story of Indiana Jones is not the story of an 80-year-old man that does things. It's the story of a 40-year-old man that does things. I don't know. Just a, just a little freebie, folks. These guys are not jumping on board. They're uncomfortable with the idea that age no. would have anything to do with it. No, we're pretty comfortable with that idea. Uh, yeah, but yeah. That, I mean, you know, a, a strength is the glory of a young man. Where does it say that in the 
in the Bible, you know, it's it says it. In Proverbs. In somewhere. Proverbs, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, what were we talking about? Star Wars. Star Wars. Mandalorian looks cool. Yeah, it it's going to be the best live action Star Wars thing ever. It still needs a story. It still needs a good it story. It will have one. I hope so. It'll I, have one that will surprise you with how much heart it has. I don't trust Favreau for this, but I do trust Filoni for this based on Jake's high praise of Filoni. I 100%. They took Filoni. They were going to have him direct a couple episodes. They've now made him an executive producer. He tells compelling stories that have a lot of heart. And even if they go to dark places, I'm super excited. I'm a believer in this series. Yay. Okay. Cool. Good. We'll take your word for it. And all of our listeners can cry to you if it's terrible. Mm. You're welcome to. I will, I will cry to me too. Hashtag I'll me cry too. to Kathleen Kennedy personally. Sounds good. I hope it's good. It looks good. The trailer's exciting and fun. Now, D23 released this. Is it technically a trailer or is it like. They've turned it into, I think they released the sizzle reel, and then I think they turned it into a trailer by adding a whole bunch of old footage to right. it. Right. Yeah. So it starts with this old footage, and it's like, remember this? Remember this music that almost awakens a religious feeling in you of nostalgia and hope? Remember? And then the new stuff starts. The and, new stuff. And, and the new stuff, I'm sure all of our listeners, if they're listening to this, have watched the new stuff. But the big takeaways are... Our heroes are journeying places. We're on a buddy quest. There's some spaceships. There's lots of spaceships. Then the big thing is the emperor said, you hear the emperor's voice and he says, your journey nears its end or something like that. And you see Ray and Kylo and they're fighting on apparently the wreckage of the Death Star, which is in some kind of an ocean with waves crashing around. Pretty cool looking. And then... And then it happens, guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy, does it. Oh boy, does it happen. Yep. We fade to black. But do we stay black? No, we do not. We fade back in on another to shot. To red. To red. That's right. <laughs> the most evil color in the galaxy. And who should be wielding <laughs> that red lightsaber? Red double saber, as it turns out. Is it is it Kylo Ren, Ben? Uh, it might be Ventress. That's what I heard. Is it Ventress? <laughs> Certain children thought it was and- that's what my kids thought it was. Yep. But, no, that'd be one thing if it was that, but- it's... Guys, Ventress's double-edged blade breaks into two separate lightsabers. It doesn't hinge. Oops. Yeah. Kids. Kids can be Idiot so dumb kids. sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> who is it, guys? Is it R2-D2? No, but C-3PO's red eyes <laughs> was something that shouldn't go without being missing. C-Evil- P.O. <laughs> C-3P, nope. C-3P, no, yeah. C-3P, no. C-3P, no. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch an evil. What if it turns out C-3PO has been masterminding this whole thing? That would be an awesome that would be twist. fantastic. He's possessed by the emperor this whole time. He's possessed by Jar Jar Binks, who He's... was also masterminding the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll I'll take some evil, or maybe it's just an evil C three PO doppelganger. So that just like there's always a girl, so that the hero girl has somebody to fight at the end. Maybe C three PO has to fight an evil C three PO at the end. That'd be wow. that would be amazing. Pretty great. But it's not Ventress. It's not C three PO. It's who who is it? But the protagonist. Who should it be? But the protagonist of our film series, or is she? Maybe she's the antagonist of our film series. <laughs> I guess we don't know yet. Ray. We'll find out this Christmas. We'll find out this Christmas oh, in a theater man. near us. Yeah, we will. Oh, boy. I guess I'm being a little snarky about this. Just a little. But I don't know. Did this trailer make you guys feel things? The imagery looked cool. I began to hope we would get some a great lightsaber fighter, too. Jake, same yeah. question? Yeah, it didn't leave me unaffected. Look, that music is... I mean, it's like, I'm sorry to make a, a comparison to something that's maybe more profound, but it's like hearing Amazing Grace or something like that, and that it just has these associations that are almost religious. And I'm not saying that they should be, but I'm just saying, I'm just stating a, what I what I take to be a cold, hard fact, which is we have, we have spent our lives sitting in a dark, air-conditioned theater being fed mythology that's had a profound impact on most of us one way or another. And the music is a big part of that. And so simply putting that music in can almost bring a tear to... Yep, goes a long way. Goes a long way. And then they they butter you up with some images of the old stuff that you have some genuine affection for. 
no doubt. Uh, yep. And then comes the news. Then they promise to bring it to an end. And then they, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, thank you. Mm. Until Ryan Johnson starts on his trilogy of three, which is apparently still a thing. It's still a thing. Nobody's going to watch it. Oh, they'll watch the first one at least. I mean. They will. Yeah. They'll cut together a good trailer. Maybe we'll even be excited about it. That's how dumb we are. I mean, if the trailer's good enough, we'll be like, maybe he did it. Maybe they, maybe the executives reined him in. It just depends on who is head of creative, who's head of the story team. As long as it's Kathleen Kennedy, I take it for granted that... Kathleen Kennedy and uh, what's her name, who was head of the story team with Abrams for Star Trek. I want to find it because I... Or I'm going to... Rem- Michelle Rejwan. Michelle Rejwan. She's like executive number two. Yeah, she's the VP. She's the VP. And she tends to be seen as being the person responsible for the direction of the film storylines. And then there's like Pablo Hidalgo, who a big part of the story team. And for continuity's sake, a lot of people look to him. But save us, Dave Filoni, you're our only hope. That's my opinion. Mm. Yeah, maybe they'll put him in charge of everything. That would be nice. Maybe they'll put a man in charge of everything. Not to be a sexist nerf herder, but I don't know. I just feel like adult women probably aren't in their heart of hearts all that interested in stories about things that young boys would be the most interested in. Yep. Like yep. even even insofar as they're able to step outside of themselves and still do a good job, which Kathleen Kennedy doesn't seem to be capable of. But you really want somebody that can channel their inner boy. Yeah. And no no woman is ever going to be able to channel her inner boy because she doesn't got one. How is she going to tell a story of good versus evil and of a, a young lad achieving things? She's not. She's going to tell a story of a young lady doing something. I don't know. Do you think you guys think Ray will ultimately be sidelined in the end in these stories? She basically was in good old Ryan Johnson's thing. Her big achievement in the, at the end of that movie was to lift some rocks. He obviously didn't really have much interest in telling a Ray comes into our own kind of story. I mean, or, or he's just incapable of knowing what it means to come into one's own. Uh, I think I think, the, I think this movie will feel like it's centered on Ray and kylo to a certain extent but it will be about all the characters that we know and love and it'll be about them all coming back they'll all come back we'll see them all and we'll see them all at the end let's get into predictions let's get into predictions so what is going to happen in this movie based on this number one is ray evil nope no ben do you think ray's evil no i maybe she'll be tempted even more in this movie but no I mean, if she is, it's just bad writing because there's been no setup for her ever feeling any kind of pull to the dark side. I mean, we've seen some random imagery. Except for that whole scene where she goes down to the cave and is pulled directly to the dark side. And Luke is like, you were pulled to the dark side and you didn't even think twice about it. It had something you wanted and you went for it. I'm sorry, Jake. I went to the garbage heap and I forgot about a discarded banana peel that was in the garbage heap. You are right, though. <laughs> that is there. There is clear exposition in the last film about how easily drawn to the dark side Ray is. Okay, let me let me re- restate my thing. Ray shouldn't. If Ray goes to the dark side, it's bad writing because Daisy Ridley has never been made to. It's just bad filmmaking because Daisy Ridley has never given us any indication that she would actually like to go to the dark side. Nor have they. Well, really. it, it it doesn't matter. Ryan Johnson taught us that daisy ridley makes herself she has no uh no parentage that matters she just gets when she comes to see what she came from she just sees a mirror so she just originates her own choices Which probably means she likes. she's a clone probably means she's a clone it's very good jake <laughs> <laughs> that would be the big callback <laughs> episode two Attack of the clones. <laughs> daisy really daisy really learns where she really came from wouldn't that be amazing if jj abrams big takeaway was this episode needs to be like poetry with episode two attack of the clones <laughs> yes. everything needs to reflect something that happened in attack of the clones man uh okay well let's make some real predictions here jake you basically have predicted the you, you have successfully with a little help from me the first time around predicted the plot of both Star Wars movies, which we, right. ha- we have no audio evidence of, sadly, because we weren't thinking That's ahead. That's right, but we're thinking ahead this time. I'm going to give our bona fides, though. The first time, we predicted that they probably wouldn't find Luke until the very end, that he'd have a small part. We predicted that Kylo Ren would be Han's 
son because how we could he not? We would start on the desert planet. Kylo Ren was Han's son. We'd go to a second planet that was more colorful and had a cantina style scene. We predicted that there would be a Death Star and in the third act. We predicted that they'd be on a bridge over an abyss. Kylo would be standing next to Han. And he would open he would, the lightsaber. He would not so. stab him with the lightsaber, just stab him, but he would have it not on. He would turn it on. And then we'd see Luke Han's pained reaction as he fall into the darkness. Yep. Fell into the darkness, I should say. Yep. Because it was really easy to predict those things. Yeah, it was super easy to predict those things. I had an alternate ending that I would have, that I posited would not happen, hmm. but that I would have liked better than that ending, mm-hmm. which is, and they had to kill Han in that episode. I just, we were convinced that was going to happen. Right. I would have rather Han and Chewie go down with the Millennium Falcon in a suicide mission to take out the thing. Yeah, that would have been more Han and Chewie style. But, but you want to see Han's face yeah, and I, yeah, I all the yeah. stuff and the and the setup of the big bat. It was all it was all there. Was I, all I, I think I I had a little trouble with that because the whole thing because I thought can they really do this without having Han and Luke meet? And the answer is yes, they can. <laughs> well, the question wasn't ever in any of these predictions is this the best version? The question was, what are they going to think is the good version? Right. What are they going to do? What's J.J. Abrams going to do? What's Ryan Johnson going to do? And what's Disney, the corporation, going to do? Well, what? so can you you know, reverse engineer it for us, little Jake? What made you think of some of those things when it came to The Force Awakens? Well, The Force Awakens was super simple because J.J. is 100% derivative. Mm. And he, he had to launch the series in a way that was going to feel safe mm-hmm. because the prequels had you know, lost them some goodwill, had lost a lot of goodwill and he needed to reestablish goodwill. He needed to say, this is the star Wars that you know and love, but with new characters that you're going to come to love and all the old characters that you love too. And so it was going to track fairly closely one-to-one with a new hope because that's just what the kind of thing that Abrams is going to mm-hmm. do. And so you lay down a new hope as a map you take the new characters that you know are coming and the kinds of setups, like A New Hope didn't make you actually really love these characters. They set you up to like them mm-hmm. and then Empire Strikes Back made you love them mm-hmm. or told you that you love them and then you accepted that fact, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I figured, what we figured, because mm-hmm. we did this together, what we figured would be the main line of, Force Awakens. And so then you have a chess board, you have chess pieces. It's just a matter of... Plug, s- plug and play, right? Who's what, yeah. We're going to start with Rey on a desert planet, yeah, just like yeah, Luke yeah. starts on a desert planet. She's going to have to get away. She's going to find the mentor. Who's going to be the Obi-Wan? Han's going to be the Obi-Wan to mm. Rey instead of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. We're going to have... They're going to go on a space adventure. They're what's end what's up the in MacGuffin? There has to be a MacGuffin. Well, the MacGuffin is they're trying to find the plan, Luke. So Luke's, I think we literally Luke, yeah. said there'll be some dumb... There'll be a literal MacGuffin. There'll be some like some information about where Luke is that they yeah that they actually have to hold on to or get and then track down and it'll connect to R two D two one way or another. So I think our, we said that too. Our listeners can probably do the math on the rest of this. I think what might be more interesting is to hear how you figured out part two. Hmm. I don't remember that as well, but it came from. I remember it infuriated me. You were so angry <laughs> because you knew I was right and. I actually got my revenge. You took though, it. This you year, took it out on me because it was like, but it wasn't my fault. I no, just... I know, I know. I'm sorry now, but <laughs> I got my. I finally got my revenge by by telling you that Cap was gonna that go back in time and uh, screw everybody. And you were right, and, and I knew you were right. And as you, soon were as you said you were it, kind of I was angry. Not not half as bad as I was about <laughs> Star Wars though, because you have more self control or something. I don't know. Yeah, I remember you sending me these texts, and I was just so mad because I was like, yeah. That's exactly what they're going to do. And I hate that. That's the least interesting thing they could possibly do. And essentially what Jake said is Snoke has to die. Yep. And Kylo has to become the new big bad. And I was just like, that's so lame. Yep. And then he said Luke has to die at the end. And what Jake was kind of not accurate about, just simply because Ryan Johnson sucks. I said, Jake, okay, you mean Luke's going to stay off world the whole time not doing anything. That means he he's going to have to do something awesome at the end. And Jake said, yeah, Luke will come and bust up at the end and then die. An Obi-Wan death. And Ryan Johnson basically hit those beats, but he really muffed it in that Luke wasn't. Didn't actually show up. Well, he didn't actually 
do anything awesome besides yeah. flick a little piece of rock off of him. Yeah, the whole idea that I was convinced is we're going to wait until the end of the third act. Luke's going to save the day in a super sacrificial right. way. But it's going to be the awesome fan service thing that we wanted. And it wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty pretty lame. Ugh. Which I think if the, that movie had two ways it could have saved itself as far as I'm concerned. Number one, Ray and Kylo could have teamed up and just said, we're not interested in this dichotomy anymore and we're going to rewrite the universe. Like, let's actually do that movie where we just go avant-garde, throw everything to the wolves and start over. Not that you'd have to make Ray evil, but let's just go somewhere new, which is what Ryan Johnson... I think in his heart of hearts really probably wanted to do and actually didn't feel like he could do. I don't know. Maybe he does just like subverting expectations so much that even when he had a good trajectory for something interesting, an interesting subversion, he's like, I'll subvert that. I'll subvert the subversion back into boringness. So there's that. Or the other way they could have done it is just said, this is going to be the most boring movie. We're going to play with the idea that Ray can turn to the dark side and then, but then we're just going to have Kylo's bad, Ray's good, same old thing. And then Luke's going to show up and use his lightsaber and it's going to be cool. Like, you could do that. It's a little bit of what Rogue One did with Darth Vader. You know, let's just give the people. Don't we want to see consummate Jedi powers of one of the most powerful Jedi to ever live? We've never seen. We've never actually seen him be super awesome on screen. Nope. Right. And they just, like, what I wanted to see is Luke just stands there and he waves his hands and then those Star Destroyers come out of the sky and crash down. I mean, I just wanted to- Take out all the walkers. Yeah. Not just the walkers, though. First, let's see what's the the Dreadnought. Is that what it's called? Yeah. First, let's see him just take out the Dreadnought, Captain Marvel style, only good. Crush it. Yeah. Force crush it with his hand the way Vader crushed throats. Yeah. Hmm. And And then let's see him- take out kylo's entire army and let's just have everything wrecked and that actually would have been that's the way that movie should have ended kylo's defeated disgraced lying in a pile of rubble and then you have palpatine or snoke if you want to keep snoke alive come and say come my boy rise and be even more evil and don't die here in this wreckage. (laughs) Uh, See, that, that would have been like oh it's a cliffhanger i'm excited to see where this goes but instead, it was like, eh, our heroes got away. They're pretty happy. All the loops are Except closed. There are only five of them. Yeah. There are yeah. only five people left in the whole rebel uh, yeah. resistance. Yeah, but they didn't leave. Ray's, Ray knows where she is. Everybody, they just didn't leave a lot of unanswered questions in terms of they anything. He's got the Jedi texts. Kylo, Kylo knows he's bad. Ray knows she's good. Everybody knows they're everything. There's, there's not a lot of emotional unanswered questions at the end of the movie, which is one of I think Ryan Johnson's primary failures. Anyway, I, w- I wish I did remember exactly how you re- reverse engineered that at the time, but you did. And then we got out of that, and we tried to solve the problem of the third one. And the one thing that we knew was that JJ would have to bring back Palpatine. Right, Kylo Ren. I don't think we even got that on mic, which is super frustrating. Yeah, if we did, it's buried in some random booking episode. And we're still telling you guys, if you find it, if you run across it, if you come across it, let us know where you you heard that. We think, we thought we had it on mic somewhere, but we can't find it. Yeah, Hmm. I, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think it is somewhere, but. Uh, yeah, and, and the idea there is they Ryan Johnson has effectively closed off all interesting narrative avenues. He's left them nothing to work with. He's left them with Kylo Ren, who either needs to be redeemed or is just the most boring emo villain. I mean, the entire thing that's interesting about Kylo Ren well, is that he's th- torn. Well, and what you have to remember is that this is the Skywalker saga. This is the story of the Skywalker family. This is the, the story of what started with Anakin. Right. In a lot of ways, it's just Anakin's story. But I don't necessarily even trust them to be smart enough to know that. I do trust them to be smart enough they, to know they need a, a good villain. Just they, on, a, on a very cynical level, they know they need a villain, and need, Kylo they, Ren's not it, and Hux isn't it. And so what do you do? You either create a new bad guy, or you bring back Palpatine. You bring back Palpatine, everybody's going to love it. And so, But they named it Rise of Skywalker, so I think they do know it. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying that they didn't know that. I'm just saying even if they muff that, even if they bungle that like they bungled everything else, yeah. they still need Palpatine. Yeah. That was an easy one to figure out. Hmm. Yep. 
And but I never thought that we would get Palpatine in the first trailer. I think we were just flat footed. Huh. Again, like Well, we didn't realize how much they would realize how desperate they would they be. would they say they sacrificed all the goodwill in Last Jedi and so they're throwing things in those trailers that, that I think Lando. Lando. They would not Lando. have they would not have put if you think about how relatively circumspect and I know that we got like the Millennium Falcon and even Han Right. Chewy buddy, old buddy, uh, we're home or yeah, whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah. They they gave some of that stuff in the trailer, but they were way more circumspect, just the same about like that that first trailer is a masterpiece for for Force Awakens, I mean, of mm-hmm. exciting interest without telling you much of anything. Yep. Yeah. Which is which is actually trailer. what Abrams left to his own devices is really good at. He's terrible at paying those things off in an interesting way. I mean, if you think about the classic, which is not really Abrams, it's Damon Lindelof, but Lost is the classic example of a lot of interesting questions, very few interesting answers. But those questions, man, those are some well-packaged questions. They kept people on the hook for a long time. Yeah, they did. So... So should we just sp- give full spoilers yeah, for this go ahead. Spoiler, entire movie? This is like our prophetic spoilers for this movie. Here's my theory. Our friends, uh, Ray and Ron and Hermione, are going to go on a quest for the Horcrux. On their quest for the Horcrux, because, you know, Lord Voldemort was just, was defeated, but not ultimately defeated, and we had to bring him back because we needed a Lord Voldemort. They're going to encounter Kylo Ren, who is also searching for the Horcrux because he can't he can't stand the competition. So we're on a awesome buddy quest where we're going to run into old friends like Lando Calrissian. Ray is being led along by voices. These voices are going to make us question whether or not she's being led by the light or by the dark. My prediction is it's Anakin that's leading her along. Meanwhile, Kylo's going to be haunted by Luke. In the third act, we're going to find the Horcrux. We're going to realize that all along the Horcrux was Vader's mask. It had been there in front of our faces all the time. We actually saw Palpatine transfer part of himself into it right before he died. Yep. Hmm. We saw it happen. And it was... JJ... JJ, Here's the thing. JJ's entirely derivative. JJ loves hiding things in plain sight or the idea of things having been hidden in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to take the Deathly Hallows plot. He's going to map it onto Star Wars and that's going to be our plot. We're going to have a buddy adventure through the Deathly Hallows while we're seeking out the Horcruxes or the Horcrux in this case. The Horcrux is going to have all kinds of like Sith mythos and language and magic attached to it. And we're going to go to some cool places that trade on the lore of Star Wars and bring back that sense of lore and mythos. And maybe we'll go to a Sith temple or something like that. Maybe we'll find a holocron. Maybe we'll get some other spoiler, spoiler or uh, Star Warsy mm-hmm. words thrown out there. We'll see, have Force Ghost play at work. We'll have Luke, we'll have Han come back, not as a Force Ghost, but as some kind of like vision or something. Maybe Luke will find a way from beyond the grave to bring Han back for Kylo. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, after Anakin leads Rey to the Emperor, and we're going to be freaked out, but he's leading her to the Emperor so that she can destroy him. And then, boom, Kylo's going to be there, and we're going to have the thing. And they're all going to team up to defeat the Emperor. Palpatine's going to work his magic, try to have power over Kylo and Rey, and they're going to be protected by love. Because when Princess Leia stood in front of... Lord Voldemort and protected Harry Potter from Lord Palpatine's, you know, you know, Luke will probably have this conversation with Kylo Ren where he's like, I had a lot to battle, you know, I had to reckon with my father and the darkness in him and the darkness that was in me. But you know what protected me is love. I had the love of my father and mother and that same love lives in you. You have the love of your father Han and the love of your mother Leia in you and that's what's going to protect you and and that's what's going to protect them and draw them and keep them safe. So the love of Leia, it's going to be Leia's story, how Leia's love protects them all in the end mm-hmm. and helps them to defeat Palpatine. Okay. And, and if it's super cool, which I'm not saying that this is the super cool, awesome, best no. story they could tell. I'm saying this is the story they're going to tell. 
but if they want if they're going to make it as super cool as possible um our force ghosts are going to sort of like step out of the portals at the end doctor strange is going to open them mm-hmm. and they're going to step out of the portals and they're going to like start to fight palpatine they're going to do the one thing that ryan johnson gave us which is engage with the physical world we'll have an awesome moment where luke picks up thor's hammer and is like see look i can wield the hammer I can engage with reality, with the physical world. Isn't this awesome? And then boom, here comes Obi-Wan and Yoda, and Yoda's going to do some flips, and mm-hmm. and they're going to kick Palpatine's butt in the Knights of Ren, and everybody's going to be happy and live happily ever after the end. Hmm. Kylo dies sacrificially. Maybe he lives. That, might be, that, that, might, be, that might be like a, we flipped the expectations. Ha- haven't figured it out. And That's so, yeah, uh, yeah. so Ray is revealed to be Kylo's sister or what? I haven't figured that part out yet either. I think Ray could be a creation of Palpatine. She could be uh, Kylo's sister. She could be uh, all kinds of different things. But probably at this point, she's a Skywalker. Hmm. But maybe not. Who I knows? think that's the probably what they'll do. It's also the drastically the least interesting thing they could do in my humble opinion. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to make Ray's parentage matter in the end. Maybe she's a Kenobi. I don't like the idea of that Obi Wan sleeping around. He had a girlfriend that he That's was alone with. Jedi principles, isn't it? It is, but you know what? Uh, Jedi have been known to break those principles. I guess those principles are just kind of crap, aren't they? They are kind of crap, and we also know that they are crap even within the universe. We've seen that they're crap. Hmm. All right, I want to make two small predictions: one that they'll almost definitely do, one that they won't do, but they should. Number one. At the end, everybody's having a party. Yay. Oh, <laughs> Ray boy. goes off by herself. She looks across. Who does she see but Luke, Leia, and there's Force Ghost Han smiling. We don't even have to explain how he knows to be a, a Force Ghost, but it's just like there's your Harrison Ford cameo that would make the whole audience be like, yeah. They're going to make Ben reckon with Han. That's where his cameo is going to come in. Ben? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But- I think I'm right. Okay. I'm sad that you don't hmm. agree with me. Sec- no, they'll they'll feel the need to explain it, and it'll be like Luke comes to Kylo, and he's like, you know, your mother's love lives in you, all that crap. Right. Oh boy. And That's he, enough explanation it, to it, have it, Han be. A- and, and, and yet Luke's going to then find a way to draw, to project Han, who's going to like forgive him or something dumb like that. Right. And he's going to cry and go do the right thing. Yeah, I guess. So uh, your 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 theory. The other thing that I should have done is I should have found a way to call Kylo Ren Snape instead of. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's entirely possible. It is entirely possible that, and this would be so lame, but it is entirely possible, like Snape, and it's lame with Snape too, that Kylo Ren has simply been playing a really long game, and that he's actually been good the whole time. Yeah, oh, boy, that'd be super lame. But hey, lamer things have happened. J.K. Rowling was capable of pulling more weird plot twists out of her throat. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And you had a second? Well, see, my theory is predicated on the idea that no matter how much money they throw at Harrison Ford, he actually doesn't want to come back and do a scene. But what he will do is give them his life. They can throw some money at him to give his license for them to use, have young Han actually show up as a ghost or something like that and just stand next to Luke and probably maybe young Luke and Leia actually come to think of it. And if they did some, your mother's love unites us all. That's really all the explanation you need for why Han could be a force ghost. Cause mm-hmm. the stuff is all garbage anyway, that can be whatever it wants to be. And JJ Abrams knows a good emotional crowd pleaser thing when he sees it. Yep. No question about that. The other thing now this is a prediction for something they almost certainly won't do. But that they, but I, but that I've been saying all along they should do, and I, I have a secret hope that J.J. Abrams is just fan service enough that he might do the coolest thing ever, which is give us Darth Vader, have that black suit get, you know, get get, get us to Jake's ending, you know, Palpatine's back and Luke's back and everything, and then let's not have Hayden Christensen appear as a ghost or something like that. Let's have that black suit go. <sighs> and suddenly come to life and grab mm. its red lightsaber and finish off Palpatine like it should have done so long ago. 
that would be cool if Anakin can if Anakin's the one who instead of Luke figures out how to really engage mm-hmm. the physical world hmm. that would be a pretty cool thing to do I think that every bit of possible fan service that Abrams can fit into this film he will fit it in however he can <laughs> it's going to be the most fan service thing he can make it to buy back all the goodwill absolutely Ryan Johnson absolutely everything is going to that's why Han's going to appear that's why everybody's going to appear from beyond the grave that's why Anakin's going to be the one who's leading Ray and yeah yeah I just think if I'm here's here's why my theory might not be so bad JJ Abrams is too old to think that the prequels have much clout with people he's wrong I think I think actually the prequels, the kids today grew up with the prequels and they like them basically, mm-hmm. even if they're stupid. But J.J. Abrams is clear from Force Awakens, didn't even hardly want to reference the Sith or any, like he's just like, his, he, we're going to do boring lightsaber fights again. We're not interested in doing mm-hmm. those cool lightsaber fights from the prequels. I mean, he, <laughs> he did interviews where he said things like that. I'm not just making, I'm not just conjecturing. He said like he didn't want to take anything from them. And so... That's why if he's going to do Anakin, he might actually do the Anakin guys that he likes the best, which is some James Earl Jones and some some black. And I don't know. It'd be cool. I think that would be cool fan service. I want to see Darth Vader again. Hmm. The fact that we're going to make it through three Star Wars movies without seeing Darth Vader is actually uh, a sad thing. So, uh, Jake, question. Yeah. Who are the Knights of Ren? Have we ever seen them? We haven't, right, so far? So they're going to be with Kylo Uh on the quest to find the Horcrux. Kylo has been thinking that he's been communing. Actually, he's actually thought he's been communing with with Darth Vader through the mask. Mm -hmm. But he's been communing with Palpatine, the Emperor, the whole time. Okay. Show me the darkness. Sure. Again. You know, that sort of thing. The Knights of Ren are people that are all about the cult of... Vader and the Emperor and old ancient Sith stuff. Force users? Force users. Why have they been completely absent from even a single frame of the films Because so Because the way we're going to explain, because we didn't want, it was too complex. But now how we're going to explain it is they've been out on the quest uh. to find the Horcrux this whole time. And or to find other ancient Sith objects and artifacts and magic and to do the research to mm-hmm. piece together. And that's what we're going to see. This this is going to take place several years down the line. We're going to have Sith troopers. We're going to build, be building a Sith empire. This is what Kylo is doing. He's building a Sith empire and he's searching for the, and he's got his Knights of Ren out searching for the stuff. When they get, you know, a beat on, when they end up deciding, man, we got to go to the Death Star, you know, probably the Sith probably the Knights of Ren will join him there, or maybe they'll be there in the third act. I don't know. I think that probably whatever the Horcrux is, I'm really liking the idea of it being Vader's mask. Anybody that comes into contact with it can be possessed by Palpatine. Mm -hmm. Probably Snoke was possessed by Palpatine. It's possible that Kylo's possessed by him and needs to be freed, but I don't think so. Nah. I think instead, probably one of the Knights of Ren or somebody at the end in a sort of desperation, like Vigo the Carpathian moment. The classic reference. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm not. Vigo the Carpathian wanted to possess a, a baby and ended up possessing Ray as a last ditch, you know, as the window closed. So maybe he'll make it, maybe uh, the Emperor will possess uh, one of the Knights of Ren or something like that. If, if there's a Knight of Ren that is a surprise, awesome actor. Mm hmm that we didn't know was cast or something like that. Whoever's in this film that is a surprise awesome actor that we didn't know who, who who's got, if that person exists, that person will be possessed by Palpatine or become or be a reincarnation, something. He'll be, he'll be how we see Palpatine engage the real world. And I know there have been rumors of different people being cast and then being pulled out and whatever. And, so I, I know that that's a possibility. That's always a possibility with this stuff anyway, but. Well, there you go. All right. Doctor Who was supposed to be in it, I saw at one point. But Which now one? He's not. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Interesting. Hmm. He's the kind of person that he said that, you know, his part got cut or mm-hmm. whatever. So maybe it was going to be a cameo or something, but maybe he's actually in the film and he's going to be the avatar hmm. of Palpatine. I don't know. We'll have to see how that play 
plays out. But Well, there you go. A few months from now, Jake and indeed the Sound of Sanity podcast will have, have either Sanity have- Sanity at the Movies podcast. Sanity at the Movies mm-hmm. podcast will either have Bantha fodder all over its face or <laughs> will have accurately predicted this movie. We, we reserve the right to refine these predictions as new trailers drop. Yep. The new trailers will probably serve either to confirm or deny some of these suspicions. Yeah, yeah or just give us more pieces to help us refine the details of what we've already said. Like, when is Ray going to have either be a fake Sith lady or be tempted to or have a vision or I'd who's probably, gonna have the vision? Probably just a vision if I had to guess. Hmm. Palpatine's showing her what she could have if he yielded herself to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Or maybe Anakin leads her to a Sith temple and she's assaulted by, you know, Sith demons and huh. a Sith vision and <laughs> JJ loves his lore and the other thing is a lot of people have predicted or thought about the idea of Palpatine being a body jumper Mm -hmm. and that you know maybe he's actually Darth Plagueis or Plagueis or whatever his name is and the the secret's body jumping I don't I think that's too ethereal for JJ I think JJ likes objects who was Darth Plagueis again don't you remember when they were doing the amazing bubble ballet have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the, the Wise. Dark Plagueis the Wise. No. He was apparently Palpatine's mentor, a guy that had even learned to transcend death, and Palpatine ah. discovered the secret to immortality. He could bring back, pe- protect people he loved from death, but not himself. He was murdered by his own disciple, I think. It's his own Pal- apprentice in which his we, sleep. Which we assume means Palpatine murdered him, but... Mm. Sadly, passed on everything he knew to his apprentice. So, the whole the whole point, you know, the, of appeal to Anakin is Padme's going to die of a broken heart. Padme's going to die, and I can, I'm the only one who can help you save her, protect her. Hmm. So I know the secrets of Darth Pelagius the Wise. I forgot it all. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good it's stuff. Good stuff. Well, folks, there's the Sanity at the Movies predictions. We are for pu- now. We are putting them here, writing them in the stone that is the internet so that they can live on and you can either judge us as complete failures or we can be successful predictors later on. Mm. And we'll just have to see. I will say at this point, most of the fun of these Star Wars movies is just, for an adult at least, is just having lame nerd conversations, trying to figure out the plot, kind of like a some sports commentary haters talking about like, well, if they traded this guy, then they must be yeah. t- trying to do this kind of thing. Uh, it's I'm not denigrating it. I'm just yeah. saying we ain't going to get any emotional storytelling awesomeness, but maybe Palpatine will come back and da da da. They need a MacGuffin. Hmm. Going to be a Horcrux. It's going to be Deathly Hallows. <laughs> It'll be fun to be right. That'll be the most fun thing about this movie. Or unless or force ghosts fighting each other. You know you know what would be more fun? You and McGregor and yeah, what? Being wrong. And, and it I, being totally that would be more fun. I we mean failed to be wrong so far and it's been a disappointment. <laughs> yes. Each time. <laughs> we yeah. failed to be wrong now about the other two Star Wars movies about Avengers, uh whatever that thing was. In game. In game. Yeah. About other things, and it's always disappointing not to be wrong. So make us wrong, J.J. Abrams. Come up with an actual be creative, good story that's not derivative, that takes some chances and has some big payoffs and has the appropriate amount of fan service, but also makes us excited about new things. You won't, though. You won't. You'll give us Deathly Hallows because you know it works from a plot structure standpoint, and you'll pack all the fan service you can into it. That's what and you're going to do. And it's too late. The other movie cut all the ground out from under... Abrams. Which is why it has to be this. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think there's a choice. And they have to make Leia feel significant. It'll be Leia's love that Boy. protects them all. It's just what's going to happen. She is Lily Potter. That's why, what's her face, Carrie Fisher's children have been saying, they found a way to make her so resonant. It's not because they had actual great scenes left to work with her. No. They just had some stuff they could work in. But what they did have is a way to make her an important plot point that had some emotion. So mm-hmm. Yep. She's just like we don't ever see Lily Potter on screen, but she is the savior of yeah. the world. Uh, don't you see her? Through her in, sacrificial uh, love. Yeah, we see flashback. 
And we see her, yeah, walking with Harry after he uses the resurrection stone. And we see her, yeah, coming out of the wand and Goblet of Fire. We see these little glimpses mm-hmm. of her, but she doesn't. It's it's her love that protects Harry, and it's love of her that makes Snape turn good and mm-hmm. stay true to the end. Mm-hmm. It is it is Lily the Angelic who is the hero in that sense of Harry Potter, and that's the way that they're going to use Leia. Bank it. Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose, will they, won't they? Oh, boy. Who cares? Jake, a generation cares. False. Ugh. A generation's been told to care and has said what? <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Why? <laughs> Who's Rose again? Ugh. What? Rose. I, I'd what? say... Probably Finn and Rose, yes. Just just off the top of my head, probably Ray ends this thing single. And Poe, I don't know about Poe. Maybe they'll make him gay after all. Maybe they'll make him gay after all. But the way that they'll do that is the lamest, it'll still play in China way possible. It's lame is, is almost good because they're not going full throttle. He's basically single, but there's a shot where he glances at this other, this other guy. And it's a clear, queer Lando moment. Calrissian. Oh, that'd be. Uh, that would be the kind of thing they would do. That would be <sighs> frighteningly terrible. Boy, I'm I'm less and less looking forward to this movie. I mean, they had already they already made him pretty pansexual. Is that Chinese the... uh, fish guy still alive? <laughs> Chinese fish guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy who spends all of the last Jedi going like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved that guy. <laughs> yeah, great. I think he's dead. I think he died in Last Jedi. Wasn't he part of the ship the that ship, got blown up yeah. when Akbar died? Yeah, thanks for doing that too, Johnson. Jerk. <laughs> Johnson, the world. you jerk. Just spitefully killed Admiral Akbar. Yep. For, for what? Why? <laughs> it was a trap. The, reason. <laughs> the final <laughs> trap. <laughs> the final trap. Saturday <laughs> uh, at the Movies, uh, produced by Nathan Alberson, joined by Benjamin Solzer, executive produced by Jake and Nathan. Until next time. It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs>